Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Rainy and Debbie, they've known a lot about my past relationships and, you know, what I've gone through in life. And I'm actually finally happy for them to meet someone that's more my match. You look like a movie star. But I don't know that Georgie's still married. You know, he kind of reminds me of Floyd just a tiny bit. They don't look alike, but the Eastern European thing with like, I guess the accents, we don't see that many foreign men. Unless you girls, the twins bring them. We don't see yeah, that many. in my family. Seriously, you don't really like Georgie's a handsome guy. I think he's got the look that Darcy like always wanted, but settled for less. Like, you know, compared to her past, I would say he's gourmet compared to fast food. episode of everyone's business but mine with me Kara Berry 90 day fiance edition y'all oh can you feel a lightness in the air now that we're no longer having to be strapped by the chains of Colt and Debbie happily ever after is over and all we have left is 90 day the other way and I gotta say like I'm it feels like, I don't know, maybe this is like an absence makes a heart grow fonder sort of situation, but I think I made a good choice in saying initially when the first two, when these seasons first started, that the other way was going to give us more content. And I stand by that. But let's start with Darcy and Stacey. So Stacey goes to pick up Florian. As we know, we left off. She had gone to stay at home. And she 
you know, was very upset by that meeting she had with Darcy where Darcy showed her the videos of Florian and that woman mocking sex or faking sex in bed. Oh my God. So she goes to pick him up to figure out what the truth is. Florian says, I know fuck her. Okay. I know fuck her. And he says, basically what happened is that this chick approached him on Instagram about doing modeling stuff doing a photo shoot that they only met two times nothing happened he no fucker so producers ask florian how did you end up laying in the bed with this chick and his answer is well i told her to delete the pictures <laughs> okay all right um he says to stacy that he doesn't get the point in like telling her the whole story because it just upsets her and this is another one of my pet peeves is like hiding things because you think people are going to get mad. Stacey very rightfully says, yeah, but when I find this out later, it just makes it worse. So what are we doing here? Really? Oh my gosh. So he basically, like, he's such a fool. <laughs> he's such a fool, but Stacey is a bigger fool for choosing to believe him. But you know what? That's her choice. She's a grown-ass woman. And here we are. Here we are today. Here they are in front of TVs, cameras, making content for us and for me to talk about. So over in Darcy land, she decides to introduce Georgie to her friends, her two friends, Raina and the other one. They go out to drinks and they're immediately taken. They're like, oh, Georgie is way more her type than anybody else that we've seen her with he's like a gourmet meal and the other guys were like fast food <laughs> and they just think that he's really cute and a really good guy a really good match for darcy so darcy decides to pop burst that bubble immediately and be like well i need you guys to know that georgie's married and they're like the fuck she doesn't even this is her episode last episode and this one is for her to out Georgie as a married man to everybody. But it's surprising to me that Darcy doesn't try to spin it a little bit, make it a little bit lighthearted. Like there's a very different, distinct difference between um, he's married and he's getting a divorce, right? Because he's married to me. Sounds like you're still actively in a relationship. An illegal, binding relationship that you have decided, you know, was sound mind to get into. He's getting a divorce. Sounds better. Like, they're separated. So they asked him to explain. And he is like, well, you know, we separated a year ago. I filed in January. Because you have to wait a year and they don't believe him. Now, I have to say that this is not the rule in every state, but I know that in lots of states, you do have to be separated for an entire year before you're allowed to file. I don't know where they got married, but I know, like, I think in North Carolina, this is a case, like, I know it was the case with Janelle from Teen Mom, that she had to be legally separated before she was able to file from Leland. Was that his name? He was the guy who didn't last very long. We'll just say that. Um, so they're like, yeah, well, whatever. Fortunately, Stacey and Florian show up. 
and she tells them, hey, guys, I got married. They all do a cheers, and Darcy's like, hey, you never uh, tossed a bouquet, so they improvise, and they find, you know, a, a pretty large piece of broccoli for Stacey to throw at the three of them. Darcy is in full game mode. She's focused and ready. She's like, oh, I'm catching that broccoli. Make no mistake. And she does. And she and Georgie decide to celebrate her catching of the broccoli by eating either side of it in some sort of matrimonial promise to one another. You know, I'll take a grab at one broccoli florette and you take the other, much like Lady and the Tramp, but if they're, you know, on a keto diet or something. So (sighs) Florian's video comes up again and Florian starts getting very angry. We know he does not like these women, Raina and the other one, and he gets very snappy very quickly. He, again, lets it slip like, oh, you know, I was, I was drunk. And they're like, what are you talking about? So everybody's like, what, what's going on? What's going on? And he's like, oh, shut up. Shut the fuck up. But I don't want to talk to you. And Stacey's like, I don't want to talk about this anymore. I've made my decision and no matter what happens, I'm going to come out of this a strong woman. (laughs) Okay. So Florian and Stacey step away from the table. They go and talk separately. And she's like, okay. Florian's like, you know, I have something else to tell you. She's like, Florian, what the fuck are you going to say now? (laughs) Florian has whittled this poor woman down to a toothpick and she just has no more to give. She doesn't want to hear any more news. She just can't go down that road again. So he was like, well, I just need you to know that I did kiss that woman. She's like, I, I don't even care. Was it passionate? Did you fuck her? Florian keeps talking about how his heart hurts. It hurts that he did it. It hurts that he has to tell her. It hurts to keep this inside. But it also hurts to admit it. <laughs> it's all about his heart hurting and not really that her heart is hurting. Like, I feel badly that I'm making you go through this. Not happening. So let's just imagine this. A 45-year-old woman, the face full of Botox and fillers and a high, high ponytail weave, you know, barely hanging on. Clearly, she did not even brush this ponytail before she put it up into the pony. Fake Versace tracksuit. Basically, just call it Versace because there's no way in hell that that's actual Versace. Versace tracksuit, crying in an Adirondack chair, holding the man who just admitted to another level of cheating on her and saying, God, please help us. They they do this like very deep voice when they start crying. And like, I can't even get to that. Like, It's a Tony Braxton level of depth that I can't reach personally. And I'm a woman who has, you know, a contralto voice, if you will. (laughs) And I can't even do it. I don't, they really like need to get tested. I want to know what their range is. I want to know what Darcy and Stacey's vocal range is. David Foster, if you can help us out with that, I'd love to know. So they walk back to everybody else. And on the way, Stacey's like, just be cool, man. I'm not even going to bother acting upset about this because I don't want to have to go through this shit with my friends anymore. Okay. You put me through enough. So the next day it appears that 
Georgie also has his like Versace pants on. So did they get some deal from like Fashion Nova or some sort of Instagram boutique? Why does everybody have the same, you know, like the white and gold and black print, the metallic print? I, I just have questions. So they're going to the family barbecue and Darcy's like, I want to do your hair. So she puts his hair in like a half updo, half ponytail, half flowing hair at the bottom. And I don't know like if they're sharing foundation or what the deal is, but whatever's happening, Georgie's foundation isn't matching the rest of his skin. So I'm going to do a call out to another celebrity like Rihanna, if you could get Georgie a Fenty Beauty campaign. I know she did it for Erica Jane. I, I would appreciate that too because the skin's looking real yellow and the rest of it, not so much. I appreciate that he goes <laughs> a little bit deeper, like he's trying to create depth and a little bit of um, contouring on the on the cheekbone area. I do appreciate that he tries that. Um, so the barbecue is everybody can meet everybody. The gang's all there. Mike's there. Their mom's there. Ankle and aspirin are there. Georgie's never met the family. Not the girls, not her parents. So that's a thing. In addition to that is Florian and their mom's birthday. So they're all going to be celebrating all of that. (laughs) Once Georgie meets the girls, they're like in an interview, Ankle and aspirin are like, you know what, low key, Georgie has better hair than our mom. And it's longer, thicker, lusher. You know, like when she tries, it looks good. But just naturally, if we have to judge, his hair is a lot better. <laughs> so Stacey and Darcy come out with a cake for Florian and their mom. And they do this very weird rap, question mark, about how um, their mom's 70, Florian's turning 29, that makes 99. So happy birthday. I, I didn't really understand. Like the cadence was weird. Was it a song? Was it a rap? I, I don't know. I enjoyed it. I just have questions. Um, congrats to them and happy birthday. So Zacy's like, oh, I just want to tell you that me and Florian got married. And everybody's like, uh, okay, <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> They're so sick of their shit. Their dad, Mike's like, you know what? They're going to do what they want to do. So whatever, whatever. So then Darcy's like, well, I just want to tell you that Georgie's married. And Mike's like, okay, um, can you excuse us so we can have a one-on-one chat? And she's like, sure. So Mike, you know, does the doting dad thing. Like, you know, I'm just, I'm like, I, only care about honesty and I think that you guys have to come up with a deadline a plan for you getting out of this divorce I understand that the courts aren't open but at some point that's no longer going to become an excuse and you Darcy's going to have to make a decision so you just need I just care about you being honest with her and Georgie's like actually being very reasonable And it was like, I totally understand where he's coming from. I get it. I'm picking up what he's putting down. And 
I, I get it. I totally, totally understand. Later, we see Georgie in the efficiency apartment and he's looking online. They're blurring the computer screen <laughs> and he's doing this like talking head, not talking head, like a, you know, like over, what do you call it? Voiceover about how he is being with the family really made him realize the importance of family <laughs> and of being together and it really made him realize how he really wanted to be with Darcy forever. And so then he pulls out a ring. So to me, it's like, why did they even do the scene about him looking on the computer? Cause they're trying to make it seem like he's looking for rings, but he already has one. So what are we, what was the point of that? Oh Lord. So he's thinking about proposing and that's that. All right, let's move on to so, 90 Day Happily. I am still married. Yeah. I am appalled and shocked. This is not what I expected. No. I seen a court officer when I went in there and Basically, the court officer went in a computer and saw that they hadn't uploaded anything in the clerk's office. I flew all the way from Jordan for nothing. I have to refile, and all this stuff has to be reapproved by the judge. So now I'm going to have to stay in the U.S. longer than I expected. I really don't know what I'm going to do about Yazan. I've already stalled him for so long. I have no plans right now. All right, y'all. Let's talk about 90 Day the Other Way. We're going to start with the top flops of the episode. Again, Cheese Stick and Melisa. What were they thinking having these people on? I don't know. Again, I have to ask. They're not engaged. They're not even considering getting engaged. He is just a white guy who went to Columbia. To try and convince this woman who is completely out of his league to continue being with him despite enter excuse here because I'm coming up with nothing. But anyway, he goes to an interview and he's hoping that this job will be able to sponsor his ability, like he can get a work visa in Colombia to be able to stay. So when we left off with them, they had this big conversation where he walked off because he felt like she was not recognizing all the quote unquote sacrifices that he was making in order to come to Columbia and be with her. And Melissa's like, you cheated on me, you dumb bitch. And I'm basically going against my family to continue with this relationship. Why Melissa wants to be with him is, again, really a mystery to me. Uh, have we heard her say that she loved him? I don't know. I feel like the nicest thing she said is that, like, people used to think I was a bitch and he was nice to me and made me feel better about that. And that's really all I've got. Other than that, I'm truly confusion. Maybe they just were like, we need a check? <laughs> Honestly, I don't get it. I really, really don't get it. So he's trying again by, you know, walking into an office with incredibly tight pants. Pants that he should have left 15 pounds ago, but alas, you know. Melissa says that she has a secret. So she goes to hang out with her brother 
and her friend and she wants to tell them she goes down there and tells them but basically well here's the thing she starts off by saying that she was seeing a guy and it was mostly just sexual she was hooking up with a dude when she and Tim were not together but then she goes on to say that there really was no conversation as to whether they were continuing to be in an exclusive relationship or not. So this might be like a Ross and Rachel, we were on a break sort of situation. I'm not sure. It seems a little bit of a gray area. Her brother Miguel's like, honestly, I don't think you should tell Tim. I think that it's just going to make things worse. And yeah, don't do it. I wouldn't want to know. I would just, just keep it pushing sister. And she's like, well, <clears throat> you know, I wouldn't want to be lied to. So I just feel like it's time to come clean. Okay. Here's my thing is like, obviously there must've been some sort of transgression because if you feel like you're lying to him, then you are. <laughs> That's how it works to me. Like if you genuinely don't feel like you did anything wrong and that you guys weren't together and you were single, you're free to hook up with whoever you want to, then do you really owe your partner that you got back with, like, full disclosure as to you hooking up with somebody when you guys weren't together? I mean, I think that's up to you, but I think it's like, if you feel bad about something, then there must be some element, some level of you feeling like you did something that you shouldn't have been doing. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. And if you feel that way, then you need to be honest. But if you were genuinely just getting some dick after you broke up with some lame ass who, you know, is named after a piece of pasteurized, pressed together dairy, then there's really nothing to say. Anyway, let's move on to, uh, let's do Brittany and Yazan. So... We don't really see, like, maybe 10 seconds of Yazan just kind of talking about, like, you know, he's just curious about what's going on with Brittany. So, when we left them last, she was rushing off to Chicago. She's continued her train of lies by saying, telling Yazan that she's going because her sister just had a baby. She wants to see the baby. That's about 20% of the truth, really. It's because she, this girl's, like, truly stupid. (laughs) and I feel no guilt about saying that 
She's a dummy. So when we first saw her in the very beginning of the season, she was living in South Florida and we see her filing for divorce because she didn't remember that she was still married. And, oh, I better do this now before I go to Jordan and marry Yazan, this other guy. Otherwise, that's bigamy. So then she has to go all the way to Chicago because apparently she had gone to the lawyer when she was living in Chicago prior to moving back to Florida. So they're like, you have to go to a court date immediately to, you know, figure out where you are in terms of this divorce. So did you notice when she was getting to Chicago and she was in the airport, they were doing this like royalty free version of the good life by Kanye West. (laughs) I hope I'm not the only one who noticed that, but her mom picks her up from the airport. Should I talk about the fact that her mom's hair is parted? Her wig situation is parted like the red sea. No, I mean, did I just say it? Yeah, I did. But we'll move on because Brittany was providing us with enough drama that I don't really have to talk about how there was about three inches of new growth happening. She needed to tighten that wig up. Anyway, um, so she's like, what is happening with you and Jordan? In, in Jordan. Her mom seems to be a pretty reasonable woman. So I just have questions there in the car and she's like, what's happening and Brittany says she's feeling really down living is for living life is for living and she's feeling really gloomy these days but she's really excited to be divorced finally so they get home her mom pours her a nice glass of yellowtail pinot grigio and is like honey tell me all about it and this goofy girl puts all of the onus of all the drama that's happening in Jordan on Yazan's parents. Like They're so crazy. Can you believe these people want me to convert to Islam? Uh, they're just so, so crazy. They're acting crazy. And, you know, also I didn't tell them that I'm still married, but, you know, they're really the ones at fault, right? It's not the fact that I have this big lie. I don't know why they're acting the way they're acting. Brittany, they're acting the way they're acting because they see right through those braces and they see the truth and they see that what you're doing is bullshit. So they're going hard on you because they know that there's something more to the story. They don't know what it is, but they can tell, you know, bullshit is an international language. Everybody speaks it. They know something is going on for a fact and they're acting accordingly. Brittany literally just wants to be able to do whatever the fuck she wants and have no consequences to her actions because apparently this is how she's been living. We saw that her dad was pretty much a pushover. Sorry, but he was. Um, So her mom, thankfully much more reasonable like you know what I think you probably need to be honest Yazan deserves to know the truth about you being married and Brittany's like well yeah but like he needs to separate from his family in a certain way like so you are still of the mindset that this man has to jump over hoops and do everything to prove 
his loyalty to you before you're even thinking about being honest with him about the fact that you're still married. This dude is ruining his relationship with his family, ruining his reputation, like going against everything in his culture, having to talk to his uncle to try and convince his parents that this is a right move for them. Doing, jumping through all of these hoops in order to be with you because for whatever reason, he loves you and he still has more to prove. Like, you're basically being like, I need to isolate this man from his parents. Break him down enough to, to where it doesn't matter what I say because he's going to be like, well, I'm in too deep at this point. That's what I'm hearing. Um... She also like, you know, her, his parents don't need to tell me about converting and they need to talk, speak to me like an adult. And okay. Yes. You're allowed to choose whatever your religion you want to be in. If you don't want to convert to whatever, perfectly fine. But also you might not get to marry the man that you, I guess, want to marry. (laughs) Like, you can't just do whatever the fuck you want, Brittany. Like, girl. Girl. <sighs> My gosh. So, her memory is getting really selective. She says, like, when I get back to Jordan, they're really expecting an answer about me converting and about me deleting social media. This is the only thing that her mom actually agrees with her with. Like, you should be able to be whoever you want to be. You shouldn't have to delete your Instagram or whatever to please anybody's family. They just need to accept you the way they are. I agree. To kind of. Like, actions have consequences. You can do whatever you want. But that doesn't mean that everybody has to listen to you. And it doesn't mean they have to like it. And it doesn't mean they have to accept it. This girl's 25. And I think we're a little bit past the time of of learning things like this. So Brittany and her mom head to court. Brittany's game plan is just like, I'm going to walk in and be like, Hey judge, I've been married for too long and I found the love of my life. That's literally what she said. Literally what she said. Three hours later, she leaves the court still married by the way. (laughs) So basically she gets back in the car and tells her mom that nothing had been updated in terms of the court and the filing. Which is like, yeah, she's saying like, oh, why can't they do their jobs? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you don't even really, you don't even remember filing in Chicago. So who's not doing their job? <laughs> That's what I'd like to know. So she's blaming it on them. But of course, because nothing has been updated in the courts, <clears throat> she has to stay in Chicago longer. Which means that the there have to be more lies because she told Yazan that she's purely in Chicago to see this baby. So she's got to figure out what to do to be able to stretch out this vacation. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to Ariella and Binyam. I just realized we had no Devin and Jihoon this week. That's a shame. Hmm. Anyway, so Ariella's due in six weeks when we first get back to the episode. Her parents are planning on flying back to 
Ethiopia for the birth, things seem to be going a little bit better than they were last time we left them. She's not like crying in the park, crying on the bed, crying in a cab, talking about how she wants to leave and doesn't know if she can stay in this relationship and that she doesn't know if Binyam will love her and she's so alone. Things are better. Kind of. (laughs) So... They were able to compromise since, you know, the two apartments that Binyam offered for them to live in were more like the set of an escape room than a place that was actually livable. They were able to find an apartment that has just their their basic needs, which is a fully functioning bathroom, not filled with mold, and a kitchen. Is there a mini fridge next to the couch in the living room? Yes, but you know what? It's fine. Everything is fine. They're living off of Ariella's savings, which this is kind of a running theme that we see a lot with the American women when they're with their foreign men is that they end up having to kind of pick up the slack to maintain the lifestyle that they're accustomed to. However, Binyam can't work as much as he used to because of all the changes that are happening. She's like, oh, we need money. We're so broke, blah, blah, blah. We're living off of me. But she also doesn't want him to go out and work because he works long hours. And he even tells her, like, I can just maybe go from, like, my 17 jobs to my two jobs. Do choreography during the day. And I'll do, like, my club dancing at night. She doesn't want him to do that because she'll be alone. So... You got to pick one girl, and I would pick the one that brings in the checks, not the one that depletes your savings. That's just my opinion. I don't know. So, baby stuff is really expensive. They were looking at bassinets. It's going to be like 400 bucks. She didn't want to do that. She's like, oh, my mom will bring stuff, all the necessary items that we have from America to over here. So then there's another thing of like, okay, we should probably get a car. It's going to be much easier for Binyam to get back and forth. And, you know, we take the baby to the doctor, you know, normal shit, public transportation. The buses in Ethiopia aren't that great. They're expensive. Let's just get a car. So they go to the car dealership. He wants to look at a 2008 Yaris, you know, compact car, Toyota, pretty affordable, right? So they find out that. It's going to be about 22 grand US for this car. And Ariella is like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Is this real? Like, this can't be real, right? So here's the thing that she doesn't seem to understand. And this is the thing that Binyam says that he's annoyed about with her is that she's always comparing her life and the ways that go on in America to... Ethiopia and then she ends up getting upset and he's like we're not in America right now so two things that they try to explain to her is one Africa Ethiopia is a landlocked country they don't produce cars so it's really expensive to ship that those things in and on top of that you have to pay a lot of taxes so basically the taxes that you're paying is the amount that you're paying for the car. So it's like 11 grand for the car and another 11, 10 grand for just in taxes. Makes sense to me 
why it's not making clicking with Ariella is beyond me. But they go and look at a 2001 and it's only like five G's off of the 2008. So 17 grand as opposed to 22. She's like, I, I just don't get it. I don't get it. He, so they're like, okay, well, I just have to revisit this. Even though he tells her like, if we're going to sell this car, basically going to get the money back because they maintain their value. So what we can sell for it, what we buy for it, we can sell it back for the pretty much the same amount. So then they get to production asking Binyam, like, how do you feel about her parents paying for things that they can? He's like, I don't mind. <laughs> and everybody starts laughing. Binyam's laughing, production's laughing, the cameraman's laughing. Like, they're all having a good kiki. So then they go to her checkup ultrasound because she's now 39 weeks last time they checked the baby was breached meaning the head was not where it needs to be it's up top rather than down below see i know things (laughs) and it's still the baby's still breached the head has not moved nothing's happening so She's asking this ultrasound tech all of these questions that he is not qualified to ask because answer because he's not her OB, not her physician. He's not making any decisions outside of where I'm putting this ultrasound thing on your stomach. I don't know. <laughs> She's getting frustrated with him because he's not answering these like very specific to her doctor questions it's like. These are things you're going to have to ask. So they go to the office and the her OB is like, um, so your amniotic fluid is really low. The baby's fine. You're fine. But we're going to have to, it's going to have to be a C-section situation because we're not going to be able to wait to see if the baby eventually moves. Like, okay, so when am I going to have to have the C-section? Today. You're going to be third in line. Um, don't worry about it. Meanwhile, Ariel is like, what? <laughs> it's like flipping out. Understandably, like I, my heart started to palpitate. Finding out that she was going to have to have this baby again. Like, <laughs> poor girl. <laughs> poor girl. And I'm only laughing because I know everything turns out fine. Like, she's totally fine. It's. It partly funny because she clearly has these like problematic opinions on everything that doesn't have to do with American stuff. It's like, girl, you think people don't have babies in Ethiopia? Why do you think like, do you think you're going to give birth in a hut? You'll be fine. You will be fine. They know how to do C-sections. You did this whole walkthrough with your nurse mother who was trying to find every reason in the world to get you to go back to America. And she was like, even I can't say a damn thing. They seem like they have everything on lock. They've got all the medications. They've got all the machines that you could possibly need. They know exactly what they're doing. So don't worry about it, girl. You're fine. Um, Let's move on to Jenny and Sumit. Alright, so Jenny remains to be, continues to be hot under that Mandarin collar of hers, and she's over it, okay? She's like, this is the third time that I've been to India. The first time, 
His parents didn't approve, even though I thought we were getting along. The second time, I found out that he was in an arranged marriage, and now I'm just waiting for Sumi to go over and convince them. Jenny, what are you- what's not clicking? What's- what's not happening here? We saw his parents say last time, on, at the mid-season finale, that they were under the impression that you were just an innocent, old, American woman wanting to see the sights and sounds of India. They thought that you were going to be saying a couple days, maybe a week, and that you weren't going to be up on the third floor knocking boots with their son that's half their age. That's what they thought. And they were duped. They were bamboozled. They were hoodwinked. That you were busting it wide open. Girl, what's not clicking? So she's just waiting for Sumit. We see like as he's walking through the town and going up the stairs to their apartment that we, her, his parents are like, we're not going to approve of this. I'm just telling you right now. So he goes up there, taps her feet as like a sign of respect and basically goes right into it and is like, I am asking you guys for your support with my marriage with Jenny. And his mom's like, nah, not happening, B. No, no. They don't think that the age difference is acceptable. And his dad goes into this very poetic, like, we live in a society, okay? We are part of the society. We cannot change anything. You can't expect a mango tree to start growing lemons, okay? This is not ever going to change. We're not going to be the people that you want us to be. Not happening. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. His mom starts crying about how, like, basically Sumit's being uh, very selfish. And his dad says that he spent his entire life savings to help get him out of his arranged marriage. They think the relationship is downright odd with Jenny. And that he's not acting right. And they're sick of his shit. So they do agree, like, yeah. The reason why we're helping you get out of this marriage is because that girl is not who we anticipated. She's not 
what we expected. And we're sorry. We did make a mistake by that. And Sumit's like, well, if you guys thought it was such a mistake, then how, why am I the one who had to make the first steps into changing this to ending the relationship? Why am I the one who had to make the decision? Like you basically, like you guys were just going to let me stay in a shitty marriage until I said something, which is a fair point. Sumit has been very open with the fact that he had no desire to be married to this woman, but it finds out, it turns out that like, it it goes beyond just him not wanting to be married. Like she actually sucked. <laughs> so I don't know. I would like to know more about the details on that. Like what actually happened. But it seems like his parents are on his side about that. It gets really heated and really emotional. His mom's crying. Sumit's crying about how he attempted suicide a few times. And, you know, his dad's like, we understand. We put you in a bad marriage. But a bad marriage is one thing. We'll help you get out of it. But marrying a woman twice your age, more than twice your age, is another thing. Those are two very different things. Sumit keeps talking about how he was the one who was suffering in this relationship and that they need to think about making him choose between them and Jenny. Basically saying, I'm going to choose Jenny. Like, don't make me do this. So his dad says, look, we'll think about it, but we can't guarantee you anything. And I'm going to quote Justin Bobby here. Truth and time tells all. Okay. So Jenny gets so nervous. She's like, I got to eat. So <laughs> Sumit meets her at the restaurant that she goes to. And he's like, you know, my parents are still really concerned about your age. And she's like, well, you know, I'm in much better health than your parents. So they don't really need to worry about me declining. They're pro- you're probably going to have to take care of them before you ever have to take care of me. And it's like that's not the point the point is you're old the point is you're old and anything could happen to you jenny you could slip and fall and then slides out for one of your hips girl and then what's he gonna do he's got to take care of all three y'all so me says you know they had an emotional talk but they haven't really accepted them being together but there was like a kind of understanding between them kind of Kinda. <laughs> so let's move on to, gosh, we have our last couple, Armando and Kenny. Another highly charged, highly emotional meeting. This is the official. They're going back to Armando's house to pick up Hannah, our dear sweet princess Hannah, and for Kenny to meet the parents. Now, they're in the car at this point. Armando is so nervous about this meeting. He's like, I think I'm just going to take my engagement ring off right now. And Kenny's like, wow, he has not wanted to take that thing off since I, I put it on him. So this must really be a big deal. And he's like, I, I'm just going to like see how it goes. See how well we're received. And then I'll make the decision on whether or not to tell them. Kenny says, finally, he's like, you know what? I'm really nervous about the language barrier and I probably should have learned Spanish because it's going to be 
basically impossible for them to see that I'm a good person if I can't talk to them. Oh, surprise, surprise, Kenny. Surprise, surprise. So Armando answers a question I've been wanting to know, which is why did they just not, he and Hannah move to America? And he says because Hannah can't speak English and also because her mom has passed, he wanted her to be close to the family members that she does have left. So that was why they stayed. So Armando asks, like, what do you want the game plan to be to announce our engagement? Kenny's like, well, you know, I really would like for you to let them know today, but if it's too hard, Armando's like, maybe I'll just tell my mom privately. So Kenny feels like if he doesn't tell, if Armando doesn't tell them today, that it's kind of another way to hide them. But then he's also like, well, they know why you moved and they know why we're together. So... I mean, you're not really in the closet. This is a thing that, like, uh, I just feel kind of unqualified to talk about as a hetero person. I just feel like, I mean, it feels clear that, like, Armando feels some pressure from Kenny to be more out than he is willing to be. And I think it goes beyond, like, yes, Kenny's older. He really didn't have an issue when he came out to his parents they were fine with it and he's just been out for a much longer time he's like they said he's been out longer than Armando's even been alive so these sorts of things don't really affect him in the way that Armando who's been living this life steeped this culture that's steeped in homophobia his family has an issue with it and feel free to correct me if I'm overstepping my bounds here is that I'm not going to give a pass to Armando's family. What is happening here is homophobia, but I, it seems like it's more homophobia based in their culture and their traditions than what I see happening more in America, which is like homophobia based purely off of like aggressive and intentional ignorance and hatred of people that are different. Like you see his parents really struggle with the fact that they love Armando and they want him around and they want to remain being this family, but they just don't know how to navigate this because this is like a completely foreign antithesis of what happens in their culture. Like they want to love him, but they just don't know how to deal with this. And it makes me feel sad for everybody involved. I feel sad that Armando feels so much like he can't be the person that he is. And I feel bad for these people who want to love their son but they don't they just don't know how to do it and it is based in a lot of fear like if they just let it go it feels like it would be just so much easier for everybody else because they want to remain a family it's not like they don't want it's not just like fuck you get out of our lives like they want him around they just don't seem to know how to navigate that and that makes me really sad it really makes me sad so They arrive and basically all these women are outside 
aunts, nieces, sister, mom. They're all sitting out by the fire waiting for them. And Hannah comes up first and hugs them both. And she tells her dad, like, I cried for you because I miss you so much. I love Anna. She's so sweet. Then his mom, Virginia, comes up for next and, you know, she says, well, your dad's inside making an excuse like he's been working all day. He's been really tired and he's just like inside. And Armando, they sit down by the fire with everybody. Armando's really not saying anything. He's not making eye contact with anybody. This isn't like a warm reception by any stretch of the imagination. Kenny's so uncomfortable. He's like, Armando, are you even going to say anything? Like, make small talk? Talk about the weather? Anything? And he's like, he's just struggling with it. So Virginia goes inside. She's like, she takes Kenny and Armando over to the house. So they're waiting outside of the door. And she's like, going to try and get his, Armando's father to come out. So we can hear him because she's mic'd up and He's like, I really don't want to, but then he ends up coming out. He shakes Kenny's hand. He hugs his son. He says, this is your home. And then he goes back inside. It's a maybe 45 second interaction. It feels like he's doing the very best he can. Like, I shook his hand. That's a sign of respect. I am welcoming you, Armando, by saying this is your home. That's all I can do. That's all I can do right now. And I'm sure it's like the added pressure of like, this is on camera. And again, this is like another situation where I just feel sad for everybody because it's like, there's this obvious like cloud. I don't want to call it a cloud. There's obviously like, I'm just going to say cloud because I can't have, I can't find another word. It's not that his sexuality is a cloud. It's that it's just this cultural thing that is hanging over them and they just need to like break that chain. And it just sucks because it's like, it feels so easy, but it clearly isn't because if it would be easy, then they would just do it. Right. So, Kenny's really disappointed. He's like, his dad couldn't even just come out and talk to us for like 10 minutes. And like, no, Kenny, he can't. And it's not okay. And it really fucking sucks. But it's also like, Kenny, you need to have more understanding of the culture. And and you need to meet people where they're at, even if it's unfair to you, which it absolutely is. And it fucking sucks. But it's like, what did you expect? They didn't even know that you really existed a couple weeks ago. And now they're finding out. And he left and he's taking Hannah, you know, and they're about to find out that you, that Armando's engaged to you. Like, this is just a lot. It's a lot. And it's not okay. And I'm not giving a pass to the family, but I'm just saying I get it as much as I can. So they go back outside and Armando's mom, Virginia, does a really good, like, you know, trying to get along with him. 
with Kenny and says, did you miss your kids? Was it hard for you to leave your children? And Kenny gets a little bit choked up and he's like, yeah, that was absolutely the hardest part. And she starts crying and says, you know, this is like relating to him. Like, yeah, this is very hard for me too. Cause Armando's leaving. Hannah's leaving. She's like a daughter to us. And Armando takes his time to stand up and say, you know what? We're engaged. And from what we see, nobody says a damn thing. It's like a pin dropped. And in an interview, they like took aside his aunt and his aunt says, you know, I actually really like Kenny, but I'm putting myself in my sister's shoes and I know it's going to take a long time for her to adjust to this whole situation. Armando's mom is in shock and she's like, I just wish that he had told me privately in front of instead of in front of all of my family members and my sisters, like, I just wish that I had had that time to let that sink in. So everybody ends up leaving. So it's just like Armando, Kenny, and Virginia. And Armando's like, can we spend the night? Like, cause they get there and it's obviously quite late. And she's like, yeah, absolutely. I'm not going to ask your father for permission. Of course you can stay the night. They get to, she takes him to their room and, you know, she welcomes Kenny to the family. So then when she walks away, they close the door and he's like, can I be honest with you? And he's like, I felt like a really bad vibe from your dad. And it's like, what do you want Armando? What is he supposed to do with that information? Like, yeah, yeah. I just don't feel like it was necessary to say, it's like putting more pressure on Armando and it's not something that he can, like, is he supposed to apologize to you? Like, what he, he has been telling you <laughs> that this was going to happen. And frankly, from what we saw, this was much better than what I expected. I didn't think his dad would come out at all. So Armando's like, can you just look at the positive side? My dad came out. He shook your hand. Anything? Can you just take a look at that? And we kind of end with that. It's kind of like a cliffhanger with them. I hope the best for them. I saw in the previews that things don't look great in terms of them getting legally married. So that really sucks. I just want the best for them. And I really want the best for little Hannah. And with that, I guess I'll catch you guys next week. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. Love you. Bye.